You are Locked On Rams, your daily Los Angeles Rams podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Rams Nation, what is going on? As always, it is your boy, your host, Sosa Cremendez. I'm a fantasy analyst at PFF and your host here at the Locked On Rams podcast, your number one daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Rams and part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Before we dive into this episode, I wanted to let you guys know that NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt give you the national perspective all around the NFL, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to another fresh week here, another Monday episode at the Locked On Rams podcast. And this one is a little bit extra special because we officially have football back this week. The Thursday night football game is going to be the Hall of Fame game, the 2021 Hall of Fame game, of course. It's not going to be the most intense game. No starters are going to play. It's going to be a lot of backups, but NFL football is officially back this week, so I can almost feel when I reach my hand out in my grasp, we're getting close, my friends, so we're almost there. The Los Angeles Rams are obviously going through training camp currently, as is every other NFL franchise, and that is what we're going to talk about today. There is plenty to discuss as we missed two practices over the weekend because, of course, we only have episodes here Monday through Friday. So there's more than enough to discuss. There are some injury updates as well as some camp updates and some cool comments from Sean McVay in one of his press conferences. So we'll begin with the most breaking news and the most important news probably, I guess you could say, and that is the injury news. And it's very unfortunate for the Rams for the most part, but it's also kind of weird because somehow all three of their fourth round picks from this past draft have gotten injured in this training camp period amongst the very, very few players that have gotten injured for the Rams this season so far. You look at Jacob Harris, the tight end. He has some sort of a core injury. Now, he is still dressing, pretty much indicating that, you know, maybe they're just being a little bit more cautious as opposed to it being a really bad thing. But he's not going to be practicing for the next few weeks, it sounds like, which is obviously not good for him. And again, he is one of the fourth-round picks there. The other two, the two new injuries, the very unfortunate ones are... The rookies, Robert Rochelle, the cornerback, another fourth rounder, and defensive tackle Bobby Brown the third, again, the last fourth rounder for the Rams, both got injured to the point where they're going to need surgery. Now, Rochelle, it sounds like he got hurt in a ball punching drill where they're trying to force fumbles and I guess teach these guys how to punch balls out from behind, and he hurt his wrist in that instance, which is obviously just terrible luck, basically, and now he needs surgery, and his timetable is not yet known But it sounds like it could be something that's going to keep him out for some time. So obviously that's not great, but hopefully he can make it back, you know, prior to midseason or the end of the season. I'm not really sure how long this one's going to take, but not good news, though. It is somewhat okay for the Rams because I don't think they necessarily expected Rochelle to be a huge contributor this season. So not the end of the world, but of course, it's not great for a guy that needs plenty of development time and has had a pretty good camp so far. Now, Bobby Brown, the other player, the other fourth round pick, he's also going into surgery, but he's going to repair a torn UCL in his thumb. Now, the outlook is a little bit better for Brown. It sounds like he's going to be able to return within the week of the procedure, according to Sean McVay. 
I heard him say that they could just kind of wrap it up, throw on a brace on top of it, and he should pretty much be good to go. So that's a little bit better. You know, the outlook is not necessarily terribly bleak for these guys. But of course, you don't want to see young guys getting injured. You don't want to see anybody getting injured in general. But especially these younger guys, you know, this is their first training camp. They obviously need these reps to really start to develop and get used to the speed of the NFL and how things work and trying to learn the defense and all these different things, which is only going to make their odds even harder, not necessarily to make the roster. I think all three of these guys are 100% locks to make the roster. No questions about that, but maybe determining how long it might take for them to potentially contribute this season. You know, maybe this is going to push them back to the second half of the season or whatever the case is. I think each guy is going to have a very specific situation going forward. It sounds like Harris should be okay to return in the next few weeks. Hopefully we can get to see him in some preseason games because I really think this is the kind of guy that can start to build that chemistry going forward throughout preseason. But not only that, really start to build that confidence in that foundational block of this guy can actually play in the league. Then you look at Rochelle. I think he was going to get a lot of time in preseason as well. And he was getting some quality reps in practice. We already heard one of the days that, you know, he performed very well, was one of the better performing defensive players. So that's a little unfortunate as well. But the Rams are lucky in this regard. They still have at least three cornerbacks that they can rely on, maybe four. So maybe not the best news, but at minimum, they don't really have to rely on Rochelle. And then Bobby Brown, he's kind of that tweener where, Sounds like he's going to be able to play with the injury, maybe not going to be 100%, but they could still use this guy because you talk about losing Michael Brockers and of course some of these other guys, Brown should probably be in this rotation. You know, to what degree, to what extent, I'm not 100% sure. They still have a lot of other guys like Ernest Brown, the fifth round pick, guys like Greg Gaines who have now been in the NFL for a few seasons, and of course your starters in guys like Ashawn Robinson, Sebastian Joseph Day. They still got a lot of good depth at this defensive tackle spot, but it is going to be interesting to see whether or not this kind of plays into his ability to contribute early in the season. But so far, those are the only injury updates outside of the Cam Akers season ending injury. Not necessarily the worst news, but very weird and ironic how all three fourth round picks for the Rams happen to get injured within weeks or within days of each other at training camp. So not great, but we haven't yet seen these guys strap up the helmets and the pads. That's going to happen next week on Tuesday, according to Sean McVay. They were actually supposed to do that, I believe, on Saturday's practice, but I guess McVay got some sort of comments incorrect and kind of got too eager when it came to try and get those guys in pads. There was something to do with the collective bargaining agreement where they needed like five practices or something before they can actually strap on the pads. So they had to last minute change that into another shell practice with just jerseys and shorts. But Monday, going to be the last one with those shells on. Tuesday, they're officially going into pads. Not necessarily every single practice from here on out, but the first time we're going to finally see these guys in full pads. So hopefully, knock on wood, there's no more injuries for the Rams. But so far, it seems like their injury luck is kind of running out from the past four seasons. Thus far, not been great news for a lot of these guys. But we're going to see how things progress for the Rams. Of course, none of these guys are at the utmost of importance when it comes to the starters outside of the Cam Akers injury, which was terrible. But the Rams have been okay so far, and we know that they do have one of the best injury prevention programs in the NFL, headlined by head trainer Reggie Scott, as well as his team. They've done a tremendous job keeping these guys healthy throughout the last few seasons, so hopefully that's going to be the case going forward. Now, we're going to provide you guys with some camp updates in the second and third segments, talk about some interesting comments from Sean McVay, 
the Stafford defense back and forth that happened in practice the other day, as well as some interesting comments on the linebacker groupings going into this season. And while we've got you here, make sure to come connect with us on Twitter for all the coverage you need on the Los Angeles Rams. You can find me at QB's MEP and the page at Lockdown Rams. I feel like the fitness industry is designed to confuse all of us and make this journey unnecessarily hard and much tougher than it needs to be. At the end of the day, you just got to get your protein goals in and move any weight that you prefer and you will have success. And I know that personally because I've lost 155 pounds over the last two and a half, three years at this point. And I found a company called the Built Bar. I'm telling you, they make the best protein bars by far on the market. They're absolutely delicious and their texture is unlike any other protein bar. And I've tried all of the other ones. The bars are also healthy. They're low in calories, low in sugar. They have 19 grams of protein per bar. They're high in fiber, and they even work for you if you are on the keto diet. You'll even get a free cooler with your purchase while the supplies last. All you have to do is just go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Welcome back to the second segment of this day three or day four of training camp. I can't even remember now at this point. It's starting to lose track in my head. It's getting a little bit more difficult to keep up. But we do have some interesting training camp updates to, of course, provide you guys as we continue to get through these practices for the Los Angeles Rams. And there was some interesting comments from Sean McVay in his press conference a few days ago post-practice. And I think it was very interesting to note and something that I want to talk about in this segment. So this was what Sean McVay had to say. Sean, what have you seen uh, through the last couple days from Matthew Stafford? I've just seen good steady play. You know, what I really like too is there was a great play by Ramsey in the defense today and then... You know, what I'm as interested in as anything is seeing the response. And he's just so steady. He's unaffected by it, comes back, uh, made a lot of really good plays. But uh, he's got that veteran feel, and it's practice too. You know, he's he's trying things. I, I like the fact that he's using these opportunities as learning ops and, and really kind of challenging, testing some things out, getting familiar, playing with the skill guys that he's going to be playing with, Lindsay. And so i uh, been very pleased with him. Long way to go, but I love working with Matthew. Of course, like I mentioned, This is quite an interesting comment, and I read an article from Jordan Rodrigue of The Athletic, and she wrote about all the practices in depth, so you guys should go check out those articles as well. She does a great job of filling us in with what's happening post-practice, and I thought this was very interesting because this was something we talked about, I want to say maybe a week or two ago on this podcast, where I talked about that chart that was shared from one of my colleagues, Tej, over at PFF, and it basically said that Matthew Stafford was one of, if not the most productive quarterback after getting hit for the next three plays. And this is something that's so interesting to me because when you look at Jared Goff, the former Rams quarterback, of course, a lot of what happened with him when things went wrong was the compounding effect, which really made him play worse and worse. And of course, you know, it felt like that avalanche sort of effect where one mistake happens and it somehow snowballs into something so much larger. And then by the end of the game, it's just one of those games where, you know, within the first five, 10 snaps, it felt like you really knew what you were going to get out of Jared Goff in any given game. And the problem was it was just very inconsistent. One game, you get a game where he's just throwing dots left, right, and center, throwing these seeds down the field. He can't make a mistake if he tried. He's accurate. He's very good with his ball placement, making all the right checks and calls and finding his open receivers. And he has one of those games where he leaves you believing that, yeah, this guy is super talented and he might be a top 10, top 12 quarterback on his best day. But then the opposite happens and you get a game like the Miami Dolphins of last season. And from the first snap or from the first series, 
things look bad and they don't look like they're going to improve. And then you look back at the end of the game and that's ultimately the case. You know, you look at multiple fumbles, you look at interceptions, all these turnovers. And that's where I think Jared Goff left a lot to be desired was he sometimes pressed a little bit too hard. And when he made a mistake, it felt like it would compound sometimes into a lot worse. Whereas you get those comments from McVeigh and you see this article that Jordan wrote and Stafford throws a pick six to Jalen Ramsey on one snap. And it was a pretty good play by Jalen Ramsey. It looked like it was some sort of a drag route maybe. And maybe Stafford threw it a little bit behind Cooper Cup. And of course, Jalen Ramsey being the best cornerback in football finds a way to intercept it and take it back the other way. And immediately the next play, there was some sort of a bobbled snap for Stafford, but finds Cooper Cup open for a touchdown. Then you look at the next two, three, four plays, and Jordan mentioned that this guy was really starting to feel himself in regards to speaking of Matthew Stafford. I mean, he's throwing another pass to Cooper Cup near the same spot where he just scored. He's throwing no-look passes a few snaps later, throwing a touchdown to Daryl Henderson. These are the kind of things that I think do a very good job of separating Matthew Stafford from Jared Goff. You know, these guys are both very talented players, They were both number one overall picks for a reason. But I think where Matthew Stafford is really going to be significantly better and afford the Rams a little bit more breathing room is his ability to sort of just forget what happened, the play before, the series before, and just make it happen from there on out. And you look at the numbers, and the numbers suggest that he is the best quarterback after getting hit, which is, of course, a very big part of playing quarterback. You're going to get hit at some point. And then you see it start to translate for the Rams in their offense here in these practices, going against what was the best defense in football last year. And of course, that's a positive. I mean, you need to be able to materialize things. You need to be able to compartmentalize and put them behind you and just continue playing because the game is never really lost on one play. And I think this is where you start to see the difference. You look at a guy like Stafford, he has among the most fourth quarter comebacks in NFL history. And Sure, of course, if your team is bad, you're going to get a lot more opportunities to do that. Whereas, you know, Patrick Mahomes, he's probably winning in a lot of fourth quarters, so he doesn't have the opportunity to come back. So, you know, I understand that angle of it. But at the same time, there are certain things when you look at a football player or an athlete or a quarterback that you just can't really explain. Yes, there's the intangibles. Yes, there's the numbers. There's all these things, right? But then there's that other aspect of you hear people say it and mention it a lot the it factor or the clutch gene, you know, the Kobe Bryant gene, these guys, some of them, they don't feel pressure, they apply it. And I feel like Matthew Stafford is one of those guys where, yeah, okay, there might be a certain instance here or there where in the fourth quarter, maybe he's pressing a little bit too much, throws an interception and loses a game. But at the same time, that's never going to deter him from trying to win football games and be completely fearless with the football when everything is on the line. And those are the guys that I feel like you can't really ever count out because at the end of the day, they don't feel pressure. They're more than happy to be thrust into these situations where a lot of other guys would be nervous or anxious. That's probably why he has so many fourth quarter comebacks because you need to be able to play fast, free. And I feel like oftentimes when you're in these two minute warning situations or three minute offenses, that's where you can really start to just play. You don't have to overthink things. You're getting the football. You know you have to push it downfield. You can't really settle for those three-yard passes and try to do too much. You just need to go. And oftentimes, these guys just let their talent do the speaking for them. They don't really have to you know, do all these different things where they're trying to overcomplicate things or trying to confuse the defense. And I really, really am excited to see what Stafford is going to be able to do 
for the Rams in these scenarios because that's where he really, really makes his money. You talk about a guy that's going to get hit and be able to bounce back. Maybe a guy that's going to have a turnover, a turnover-worthy pass, an interception, whatever the case is, and be able to bounce back the next series or maybe just have a bad game in general, you know, three quarters of maybe not so great play and then go into that fourth quarter, put everything behind him and still go out and put his team in a position to win a football game and oftentimes securing that comeback win. I'm dying to see what he's going to do for the Rams in this regard. And I really think that that's going to be one of the biggest differences when you look at Stafford and Goff going into the season. And I loved hearing Sean McVay mention it because what you see or what you understand when you watched Matthew Stafford over the last few seasons is this guy can really put everything behind him and understand to just keep fighting and keep going forward. And at the end of the day, this is a guy that's been through a lot of losing seasons and a lot of losses in Detroit which is only going to help him moving forward with the Rams in this season. Now, that is not the only interesting position for the Rams on this roster. In the final segment, we're going to dive into some last comments from Jordan talking about the linebacker groupings as well as what Sean McVay had to say about it, which is very interesting. And of course, we're going to continue to cover you guys here every day at the Locked on Rams podcast for everything you need to know about the Los Angeles Rams throughout their training camp practices in 2021. If you guys are into betting, I urge you to check out one of our sponsors for today's episode called Bet Online. The NFL is right around the corner. I mentioned the Hall of Fame game coming up on Thursday. The regular season is not far behind. And of course, there are a bunch of different sports, everything you can imagine that BetOnline covers, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. And of course, the NFL as well. Before the next pitch or the next snap, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. You don't have to sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their run to the 2021 NFL season. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Betting on the NFL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked on Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Welcome back to the final segment here of this Monday episode of the Locked on Rams podcast. I am your host, Sosa Cremendias, and we're going to dedicate this last segment to the defensive side of the ball, and in particular, the linebacker position. This is one that I feel like we've talked about a decent amount But we're probably going to continue to talk about this one a lot because at the end of the day, the Rams, they have open competition and a lot of spots that are probably up for grabs still going into the season, but maybe none more competitive than this linebacker position because you've seen a bevy of guys rotate in at this spot last year, whether that was because of performance issues or injury issues, which of course were both a little bit in play, but at the same time, there really is no solidified starter in this regard. And I'm very interested to see, of course, you know, who's going to win these jobs, but there's a lot at stake here. You're talking about guys like Micah Kaiser and Kenny Young, who had a lot of snaps last year for the Rams, Troy Reader, an undrafted free agent who, again, had a pretty good amount of snaps for the Rams last year as an injury backup who got thrust into playing time. And then you look at some of the other names, maybe some question marks that are a little bit more intriguing in Traven Howard, who was supposed to start for the Rams last year. And of course, third round rookie Ernest Jones, who nearly pulled down a few interceptions over his first few training camp practices in the NFL, which is obviously a great start for him. But the interesting comments here from McVay are talking about how he's going to mix and match certain personnel groupings based off of 
you know, what the offense is doing and how they want the offense to respond. You know, talking about how certain linebackers are better at stuffing the run, presumably talking about guys like maybe Micah Kaiser and Troy Reader, whereas you might prioritize another guy in coverage, someone like a Kenny Young, maybe a Traven Howard. And of course, he talked about if there's any one particular player or guys in specific that can do a lot of different things, those are the guys that are going to mainly find snaps and ways to stay on the field more so than everyone else. And of course, that's interesting to note because we've talked about this position a lot And there's going to be a heated battle to decide who's going to win these jobs. And you guys have heard me talk about it. I personally think Traven Howard and Ernest Jones are going to find their way onto this field and, you know, in a position to actually start for the Rams and secure a lot of these snaps. But nothing is settled yet. And this is why they play the preseason games. And of course, this is going to be one of the positions that I'm most definitely interested in seeing what's going to happen. How is it going to play out? Is anybody going to be able to separate themselves? And I think through these practices so far, you know, you hear about Ernest Jones having a few good plays in coverage, which is obviously great for him. You haven't really heard of any other linebacker doing anything. I feel like it's been pretty quiet on that front, but there is another good thing to note. And they talked about how the second team defense is rotating in against the second team offense, as well as the starting offense. So They're not only going to get reps against guys like John Wolford and the backup players, but they're also going to have to go against, you know, the Matthew Staffords of the world and the Daryl Henderson coming out of the backfield and Tyler Higby, for example. So they're getting some very invaluable reps in right now. Of course, they're playing against quality players that, you know, the Rams might have a top five offense in football right now, which is only going to make those guys better and more prepared for the offenses that they're going to have to face in the NFL this season. And as we know, Iron sharpens iron, so that's obviously a great thing for these guys, but I'm dying to see some more out of these guys when it comes to these padded practices because that's where they can really start to enforce themselves, you know, some of their physicality, some of their tone, their ability to break on the ball, especially in the running game, you know, when these guys are only wearing helmets and their little t-shirts and shorts, they can't get that physical and the running game is so hard, it's pretty much impossible to evaluate. When these guys actually throw in the pads, we're going to start to see one-on-one blitz drills and, you know, these guys taking on offensive linemen and actually maybe getting a little bit physical with those running backs. So that is going to be great to see. And as I mentioned, Monday, they're going in with another shell and t-shirts and shorts practice. But Tuesday, the fun officially begins with their first padded practice of the year. And of course, like I mentioned, Thursday is the NFL Hall of Fame game. So football is officially back. I'm super stoked that we're finally getting close here. Of course, the Rams are closing in on their first game. We're now less than two weeks away. I believe it is on Saturday, the 14th of August. So that is great. We're nearly there. We're going to continue to update you guys every day here, Monday through Friday, on everything you need to know that's going on in the training camp practices for the Los Angeles Rams. So make sure to keep checking back every day for your updates. And as well, just a reminder, you can come connect with us on Twitter or share whatever you're picking up from these practices. If you are attending in real life, you can find me at QB's MEP or at Locked on Rams. And please subscribe or follow to get our latest episodes, content, breaking news, and a whole lot more.